launching into daddy's theme song john kale you know more than i know can you imagine if john kale was your dad <laughs> be great no disrespect to my dad but i'd actually probably be he'd probably not be a great i don't want to assume anything about john kale but it seems like he could get angry easily like other angry holes discuss what threats were made before but we're not talking about need them anymore. John Cale's dad you know more than I know. we're talking about Gordy's dad today <laughs> theme of the episode we had a listener well first you want to explain what the show's all about you know more than I know yeah this is connecting the classics a music podcast where Will and I both choose albums and then we connect from one song off of our album to the other person's album using songs to weave a musical web. In the style of Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon style, connecting from one song to the next, one album to the other. Lee's going from his album to my album. I'm going from my album to his album. And we award points, but the points don't matter whose lines in any style, anyway style. And sometimes we do themes, like I was kind of teasing during that intro, but we had a listener write in a couple episodes ago. His name was Gordy, and he suggested a theme, music my dad likes. So on a think, then he wrote back in again. I'm not sure if you caught that, but he listed out the genres that his dad likes. And by the way, we'll Venmo Gordy $1. And if you suggest yep. a theme, you can email us at connectingtheclassics at gmail.com with some theme suggestions or just questions you have for us or if you want to say hi. But yeah, love the theme idea. I'm I'm going to do, or at least most of this episode, I prep for music that my dad likes. Yeah, so there was a little bit of a misunderstanding. Maybe we could just clear up for the audience that when this came up, I interpreted it as, hey, we're going to do a whole episode of music Gordy's dad likes, especially since he sent us the genres, which maybe I'll just read them off right now. He said, by the way, my dad loves jazz, acid rock, bossa nova, the Celtic or Celtic woman, which I had to look up what that is. It's basically river dance. That's a group. Yeah. And folk. So I was under the impression that's the theme of the episode, but I guess you interpreted it as music your dad likes. Yeah, I love I love the theme idea of music my dad likes. Um, so I went with Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. Um, that's an album that he had shown me, and uh, I think it just really encapsulates his music tastes really well. So I I think I sent that to you first, and then you fired back with, and I fired back with looking at the bossa nova theme, and we'll get into more of why I picked it and whether it even fits the theme of music Gordy's dad likes. But I picked Caetano Velosa's album, Caetano Velosa, on a self-titled run streak from episode yeah, to episode. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I do think this album choice fits a theme of music Gordy likes. I, he's, a, he's a big fan of, of Brazilian music. Um, Caetano Veloso is a great like mainstay in, the, in that genre of popular music that came out of brazil um, yeah well i don't know gordy so i'm not really sure what he likes uh, but okay. he told me what his dad likes he's just <laughs> a, a random listener no i'm kidding we actually know who he is so but yeah you want to jump into bruce springsteen nebraska well real quick well i mean what were your thoughts on the album did you know it before you listened to it i knew it and i went through a bruce springsteen phase you know you picked the boss i picked the bossa nova forgot to make that joke oh that's good but uh <laughs> i'll give you five no, for that Thank you. I always hear people talking about Nebraska. They have, you know, Nebraska has its hardcore fans. I never yeah. got into it as much, but I enjoyed listening to it. But I think I prefer the Bruce Springsteen who's loud and in your face and making the huge band. anthems. Yeah, whereas this is more the subdued folk. It's his Bob Dylan impression is why I chose it. <laughs> I guess like it probably was influential to a lot of people, but there's been so much music that's maybe inspired by him doing that. 
with, you know, the characters and all the stories and working class kind of thing that it's almost like it doesn't, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's launch into it. We can talk more. Uh, for Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska, I went with Atlantic City, a great nice. sort of uh, story with an iconic opening line about blowing up the chicken man. Launching in I like Atlantic this City. Well, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state, and the DA can't get no relief. I like that yelling in the background. So good. And it's pretty much all of him, right? Yeah, so. This album's notorious in that uh, E Street Band was not uh, involved in the making. For the next album after this, he goes back to the E Street Band, so it's kind of a a blip solo album. Um, do you know who the Chicken Man is, though? That's what I was going to ask you. No, I was going to ask you. Is it Colonel Sanders? <laughs> also love that the harmonica just sounds just like Bob Dylan. Chicken Man was a mafio, mafioso like crime boss, and one of his like under bosses killed him with a nail bomb. So that's what he means by they blew up the Chicken Man. Ooh, yeah. Maybe five points for that. So do you remember like how did how did your dad introduce you to this album? It was actually relatively recent. But I remember him showing me this song in particular, and I just remember it like made this light bulb moment for me where I was like, oh my God, Bruce Springsteen is just like doing his best Bob Dylan impression. <laughs> and do you think he nails it? or Totally. I think he's one of the only people to really successfully iterate Bob Dylan's sound, like iterate on it. Like that, even that line right there, like put on your stockings, babe, the night's getting cold. It's like, that sounds so Bob Dylan like, like saying something, but not like saying it directly. Looking for a job, but it's hard to down here it's just winners and losers and don't get caught on the wrong side of that line well, also another epic uh, lyric there's just winners and losers don't get caught on the wrong side of that line I like that do you know why he called it Nebraska I don't. I mean, the you know first song is also called Nebraska, another hit that I almost chose, but um, I'm not sure if I read anything about if he has some connection to Nebraska. Um, Bruce Springsteen is from like the Jersey Shore area, mm-hmm. um, but like you were talking about, definitely like tried to embody that like blue collar working class, um, you know, ethos. Uh, there's like a famous story I remember about like his mom had to like scrape together a bunch like a little bit of money to get him a guitar. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You and know more than I know. He became a rich. He became a rich musician who still tries to embody that. But yeah, yeah. He definitely made me love New Jersey, even though I've never been there. I've driven through it on a bus at this one at this point, but. I feel like a lot of my favorite bands are from New Jersey, like Bruce Springsteen and then Titus Andronicus, who's like inspired by Bruce Springsteen and kind of riffing on mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen's persona. And then mm-hmm. a lot of like emo bands from New Jersey. So I love New Jersey. It gets shit nice. on, but it's a great state. 
Uh, so Wiki says that basically the concept for the album was inspired by a history book he read called A People's History of the United States. So it sounds like he was just kind of trying to capture the American experience through different stories. So I don't know. Maybe he just liked the idea of Nebraska as sort of the cover of it. Yeah, the heartland. Yeah, the heartland for sure. Like a little desolate, but also, I don't know, farm country. Yep. All right. I'll pass it back. Let's get into Caetano Veloso. All right. So essentially the reason I chose this album is because Gordy said his dad liked bossa nova and jazz and acid rock kind of fits into it too. You kind of nailed the folk part um, without maybe doing it intentionally with Bruce Springsteen yeah. in Nebraska. But yeah, did you know much about Caetano Velosa? Seems like yeah, he'd be I, someone I, who you know about. I knew a little bit about him. Um, Tropicalia is definitely something we'd have, need to talk about when it comes to him. But yeah, I mean, I think of him and um, you know Gal Costa, um, a bunch of those figures all kind of collaborated with each other and had a, a scene in Brazil in the early... I guess it's mid to late 60s. And that kind of culminates with uh, a lot of the protests that are, you know, civil unrest that's coming out of Brazil. Um, so we can, we can weave that web a little bit later, but that's, that's the main sort of way I knew about him. So did you get into him? Because I know he's popular. And again, part of the reason I do this podcast is to promote a book coming out in March uh-huh. about Mad Villainy. But I know he, like with Mad Lib, Doom, people like that, you know, like sampling Brazilian music, they kind of popularize it, but then a lot of people have done it too, of like sampling Brazilian music into hip hop and electronic music. Is that kind of how you found out about them or you just know about them? I mean, you know, I learned about him in like the early 2010s. So there's so much hindsight at that point. Like even yeah. Dilla and Madlib and all of them have kind of already had their moment. So I think it's almost more of just a like, when I started getting music into it, well, just getting into like international music, when you kind of like like who's who are like the big figures in Brazil, I feel like yeah, you know, Tropicalia was such a big part of Brazilian pop music because of the like social component, and it was like I don't know if you thought this when you're listening to it, but there's that psych pop element that reminded me a lot of the yeah. Beatles. I mean, this this album was 1968. I think part Sergeant Pepper's is 67 or 66. So it's kind of yeah, all we'll, this like same time. I don't know. Go ahead. No, I was going to say we'll get into it. We should launch into it and then start talking about it. But real okay. quick, I brought up Doom and Madlib because uh, one of the interviews I did was with B Plus, who is this. He's originally from Ireland, but he's a photographer who was around like early hip hop in LA and around the country taking photographs of like pretty much everyone. Uh-huh. And then. He's the one who organized a trip to Brazil that um, Madlib went on with Stone's Throw, and that led to like a lot of Brazilian music being sampled on Mad Villainy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I got this quote I'm going to play from him from the interview we did that didn't make it into the book just because I think it's great talking oh, about nice. Doom showing up to his house. And I hadn't really heard much Caetano before talking to him, full disclosure. Yeah. But since Gordy's dad likes Bossa Nova. Psych rock, as you said. Yeah. And jazz. Um, I thought it'd be a good one to check out and listen to more. So I'm going to play this quote real quick. I'm the kind of guy, I'll tell you this, like, he's the kind of dude that would show up here, he would like double park the car outside, or like what well, they say in Ireland, he, my father would say, like, he abandoned the car. Like, he literally <laughs> threw the car in park and just open the fucking door and come into the house and just be like, dude, your car is out in the middle of the street. But come in the house and be like, you know, you heard Caetano? Caetano like, who? Caetano, Brazilian dude. You heard him? Check this shit out. <laughs> and he'd play you something and be like, super fired up. Play the record. Oh, man. Then you, he let you play, you play a few bits. Ooh, I like that. I like this. I like that. All right, man. Boom. Done. Like puff of smoke. Done. So I just thought that was funny. That's so good. Talking about Doom showing up his house and just yelling, you heard of Caetano? Uh, so launching in Caetano opening track we were already talking about it Tropicalia nice can you remind me who was speaking in that little clip 
That was B plus Brian Coleman, photographer. Sobre a cabeça os aviões, sobre os meus pés os caminhões, aponta contra os chapadões meu nariz. Eu organizo o movimento, eu oriento o carnaval, eu inauguro o monumento no planalto central do país. So you were talking about Tropicalia. Um, I was doing just a little reading about it, and I don't think I fully understand what the movement was about, but it was people like Caetano and Gal Costa, Gilberto Gil, Os Mutantes, yep. who essentially what I gathered from the research, and I might be totally talking to my ass, is like... At the time, Brazil was under a military dictatorship that was yeah. right-wing, and they were kind of going against the nationalism of Brazil and infusing, like, American and British elements into their music and, like, avant-garde stuff, probably like John Cale. Yeah. And I mean, even using, down like, to, like, their drumming. clothes. Yeah. And they would do these really weird avant-garde performances kind of like hippie counterculture yeah exactly stuff that was happening all around the world um but in brazil specifically it seemed like they were taking like samba which i feel like brazil's musical history is like so complex that i don't really understand it like samba versus bossa nova which we'll get into more yeah um and just like the whole history of brazil in general but I was reading too that I guess like the left-wing student movement of the time rejected Tropicalia because like it was infusing American and British music which are like colonial powers you know sure and like they wanted the both the left-wing and the right-wing were more like nationalistic whereas Tropicalia was goal I guess was to be like I think it said something like cultural cannibalism or like a multicultural Brazilian identity which I just thought was interesting yeah I think you kind of nailed it with that summary the only thing I would maybe add is that in the context of this album it's kind of interesting because I think at this point he'd already been exiled and right, so I, I forgot I was, to mention that, yeah. The right-wing government exiled him to England. So he's in, yeah, he's in the UK. And, like, the tone of this album is there's kind of a, a sad bitterness to it, I think, that you can kind of get hints of if you know that context. Uh, yeah, I can definitely hear that, kind of like Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska weaving webs. Yeah. But, yeah, I think... Um, Prior to this album, Wiki says that, you know, he, uh, Caetano Veloso made a Bossa Nova album. So I think it totally fits under criteria. Yeah. And I think Tropicalia, from what I was reading up on, again, Wikipedia knows more than we know, but it was like Bossa Nova was kind of established. And then these Tropicalia people were kind of trying to push it in a different direction, mm -hmm. but I'll pass it back. All right. Loving it. Great start so far. Was hoping we talk and real about quick, Caetano. Caetano was on Nelly Furtado's album, so shout out to Nelly Furtado. We don't talk about her enough. <laughs> um, so glad we talked about Tropicalia. I have that as a web we can weave for our next, my next connection. So do you know Springsteen is actually Dutch? I was reading about this. Ooh. For all of our Dutch listeners, you may realize that. His name literally translates into spring. I can't do the sound. Spring, which is jump. And then stein, which is stone. So it's like a, a jump stone or a stepping stone is what I his thought you were going to say spring, which spring. means spring. Yeah. Well, it means jump. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a cognate. Same thing. Yeah. Um, so 
Stepping Stone made me think of the iconic monkey song, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, maybe famously heard in Queen's Gambit. But I'm going to go with a song that was covered by an Iranian artist as a protest song against the regime during the Islamic Revolution. This is Fere Dun Farogi, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone. Thousand points. Funky bass. (laughs) So, similar to Gal Costa and Caetano Veloso, this guy was a big fan of Western music. Uh, Specifically, he loved Ray Charles. That's what his bio said. But, um, you know, he was a big part of leading protests against the regime 1978 so by I think 1980 the government had banned him from releasing music or performing so my read of this song is you know I'm not your stepping stone he could repurpose that as sort of a protest against the regime it's wild that this kind of like really like the Beatles and then everything that spawned out of them spread across the entire world and was kind of like used as music was used as a form of protest against regimes even if it was as simple as like they just wanted to play the music you know yeah and i mean honestly i'm surprised that our history classes don't expound upon like the 60s like revolution because it kind of happened everywhere and or at least in a lot of significant places like we hear a lot about the u.s but yeah but they don't Not put it in as a, much about the rest of the world. Yeah, an international context of like that wave sort of reverberated out to Japan, Brazil, Iran. I mean, it's pretty crazy. And I feel like they don't really like when we hear about other countries, we're like they were rebelling against the authoritarian government or whatever, where it's like we don't really directly say that about America. It's like Yeah. Pro- protesting the Vietnam War, but yeah, yeah, which was obviously like our government imperialist. Well, it was the last draft, shit. right? Yeah, I mean that's kind of authoritarian when you think about it. To fight a war that no one else, no one wanted to fight. And Gordy's dad was probably 20 years old, 30 years old. That's a great point. I can tell my dad's experience, he was able to dodge the draft by going to medical school. Wow. And I think, honestly, he wouldn't have done it if the draft hadn't been there. I mean, maybe he would have. How old is your dad then? In his 70s? Yeah, 72. Probably older, older than Gordy's dad. But Gordy's dad was in the Bay Area. Maybe. I actually don't know. Gordy's from the Bay Gordy. Area. but Listener, write in. Tell us. He's from, like, Caetano Velosa and Tropicalia is from Bahia in Brazil, which translates to Bay. I like this. Someone should, like Avicii, if he was alive, should sample this. Yeah. I could totally see this being like a pump-up song, Bad Bunny, maybe. Yeah. Or a pit bull more. So I'm trying to remember, the Iranian revolution in the 70s, they'd already been overthrown, right, by 
Like they were a dem- democratic democracy, or right? And then they got overthrown in the 60s. Everything I know, I know from Argo. And all I can remember is Argo, fuck yourself. No, I don't know. I think they were, uh, yeah, something. And then became Islamic Republic. Because there's always those pictures of like Iran in the 50s and 60s. And they look like a modern Western like country or, you know, of that yeah. time. Yeah, so the White Revolution happens in the 60s, 63, which is an aggressive modernization of of Iran. I know there's other examples throughout Iranian history, too. There's a documentary about, like, rock and metal groups in the recent past who were kind of criminalized by the government. I forget what it's called, but... So yeah, in 78, 79, they toppled the monarchy that had existed for 60 years. I feel like in American social studies, Iran is always just demonized, kind of. Totally. So I feel like that's another example of, I don't really know enough about it because it's just seen as like the US enemy. but I might be overthinking that. That's why I go to the USA versus Iran game and Qatar was, it was built up as a big political moment, but I feel like it kind of speaks to music connecting everyone, whereas like sports can connect everyone or it's, you know, people love each other all around the world. It's the government's bringing us down. I hope Gordy's dad is listening to this and nodding along like, hell yeah, man, brother. <laughs> now nah, I'm going to edit all that out. Um, so yeah, it looks like, just to wrap up the Islamic Revolution, it sounds like they topple the monarchy and then the guy they elect is the one who makes them an Islamic Republic. Mm. And it's honestly like they overthrew their government only to have a worse, more like oppressive government. That's what it sounds like. Eh, I believe it. Classic. Yeah. Same story all around the world. Yeah. Um, all right. I will pass it back. All right. Passing it back. Talking authoritative government. Talking Gordy's dad. I just want to do a really quick stopover because I was kind of trying to figure out what Bossa Nova even was. I remember when I worked in a doggy daycare, one of the other guys who worked there was a jazz musician and he said he's special like he only plays bossa nova Uh and i remember trying to i guess jazz is just very complicated me so i don't really understand all the nuance of it but bossa nova from what i could gather is essentially samba meeting jazz that makes sense and i wasn't exactly sure what samba is and again brazilian musical history i feel like it's very Similar but different than the U.S., I guess, or Western music or whatever you want to call it. I think um, like Chiquita Banana is a classic like Samba. So let's launch in. This is the first recording, even though it's kind of disputed whether that's true. Um, but this is shown as like the origin of Samba called Pelo Telefone from 1917. <laughs> Kind of sounds like the Iranian song you played. Yeah. We're only going to listen like 30 seconds of this. I'll fade it out. Um, so that was Pelo Telefone, Origin of Samba, just to get a little feel for it. But Caetano was obviously influenced by Bossa Nova, so took 
Sam- Bossa Nova took samba into jazz. Tropicalia took it even further, launching into a song that I bet Gordy's dad, if I had to guess, likes bridging Brazil to the U.S. Stan Getz, jazz nice. musician, with one of the founders of Bossa Nova or originators of the style, João Gilberto. This Go. is Desafinido. Nice, amazing pick. Desafinido means off key. Like Bruce Springsteen's Not Afraid to Go on Nebraska. Although he's pretty much on key, unlike Bob Dylan. Eu possuo apenas o que Deus me deu. Se você insiste em Pelo Telefone is from 1917. 1917 is a 2019 movie about war. We were talking Vietnam War. Directed by Sam Mendes, who's British. Caetano was exiled to England. Sam Mendes also directed American Beauty. Caetano incorporated the beauty of American music into Brazilian music, which was then interpreted back to America through music like people like Doom. Jao Gilberto, also called the father of Bossa Nova, not the boss of Bossa Nova, also known as the legend, Omilito. So I was reading again on Wiki that... Jao Gilberto's style was kind of came out of the microphone and amp being introduced to Brazil. So he realized you could kind of play these like softer, subtler performances. Nice. So he's an acoustic guitar player. And this is Stan Getz, right? Yeah, Stan Getz is sax. This is off their album, Get Gilberto, from 1964. Classic album. I think the big song from that is the girl from Ipanamena. Ipanema. Ipanema. Ipanamena. Ipanamena. I remember my bass player tried to get me to learn that song, bass player teacher, and uh, didn't happen. <laughs> Is that hard? I just, yeah, really jazzy. I was also like in eighth grade. Did your dad play any instruments? He actually didn't. And funny enough, I think he always wished he had like kept with it. Well, I guess he, he played drums when he was like really young, like 13 or 14, but he never kept with it. My dad always tells a story that he played bass when he was a kid and was in a band called My Generation. Nice. But then he claims like the, the only one. reason he was in the band is because his mom had a car and could drive him, drive the band. <laughs> They're just using him. Yeah. I like this part right here. I did give my dad an acoustic guitar a couple Christmases ago. Oh, yeah? To get him like Jao Gilberto. Speaking of dads, I, I inherited a guitar actually from my dad's dad who I never met. Oh, that's cool. Instruments carry a really cool legacy. Yeah. It's nice to have an heirloom. All right. Pass it back. All right. We're talking dads. Getting a little off track here, but I would be remiss if I didn't 
mention um, sort of cultural moment that I always think of with my dad. Uh, his name is William Robinson, and he grew up in the era of Lost in Space, um, which is also the same time as that Monkeys song, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone. Uh, Lost in Space is like 1965, 1968. So my dad's like a high schooler um, during that time. So in honor of Danger, Danger, Will Robinson, going to play the theme song of Lost in Space, which was actually done by John Williams. I didn't realize that. So launch it. Are you part of the Swiss family, Robinson? Yeah, I feel like that and uh, Lost in Space are the two big Robinson cultural. And I guess Mrs. Robinson. So what is Lost in Space for the people like me oh, yeah. who don't know? So it's a, one of the earliest sci-fi TV shows that got really popular. So this is 1965. And one of the characters is named Will Robinson. And he famously has a robot that whenever it senses danger, it like sets off an alarm and it says, danger, 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 Will Robinson. Wow, that's and great. So naturally, people used to quote that to my dad. <laughs> um, all right, that was a quick one. I'll pass it back. I'm going on a run. Oh, going on a run. And I'll give so, you 20 points for that connection. Keeping on the theme of Will Robinson, cultural moments. And again, I don't know if this is a song my dad likes, but I love this song. And I realized that it was made famously by the movie Silence of the Lambs. Mm. In which the character Buffalo Bill, because my dad actually goes by Bill more than oh. Will or William. He does a dance. This is K. Lazarus, Goodbye Horses. Nice. Was also reading, coincidentally, the singer, who's also, she's a female, didn't realize that, but she's from Bruce Springsteen's hometown. Wow, we've been with. I do think it fits. My dad actually grew up owning horses. So wow. maybe like when he had to go back to school, he had to say goodbye horses. <laughs> minus five, minus five. This song is 1988, which is actually the year my dad and my mom got married. Nice. Give you 88 points for that. But, uh, but what about Gordy's dad? I don't know. Gordy, please <laughs> let us know. When did your dad get married to your mom? 
I mean, just, you're talking a lot about your dad, but you're not yeah. really sticking to the theme of the episode, which is yeah, I'm sorry, sad like here. But um, this is completely unrelated to the theme, but something that made me think about for this song. You know, this was famously used in Silence of the Lambs. And uh, the Golden Globes just happened where the actor for Dahmer just won an award. And I was reading uh, an interview where one of the victims of the real Jeffrey Dahmer incidents had like, was warning that we need to be careful celebrating these like stories and these depictions because it just encourages more people to seek out that fame and attention. So I was curious your thoughts on you had mentioned at the top as well, you know, uh, Blackbird. I think that was off the mic, but Blackbird, oh, yeah, it's a show yeah. about a uh, serial killer. Yeah, and then even though this podcast is supposed to be evergreen and not topical, there was uh, the recent Idaho murders or North Dakota or wherever it was where the guy like (laughs) Nebraska (laughs) where the guy murdered people and he was like a criminology student oh gosh and it's just like true crime podcasts are really popular Dahmer's popular really interesting I mean I don't I guess I don't really have an opinion on it but it's interesting phenomenon it's just always funny to me when like some people can get away like with saying I love murder yeah like, that's a weird phenomenon like oh I'm, I love murder I love murder shows yeah yeah there's a weird fascination I think we have with death what did Bruce Springsteen say on Atlantic City about death everything dies baby said goodbye okay. horses It blew my mind. Oh, this is a woman singing? This singer, yeah. Her name's Diane Lucky. Mm. She looks Launching like she's... Up all night to get lucky. Yeah. From the Neptune Township, New Jersey. New Jersey. Shout out. A lot of good music. New Jersey and Memphis are the two places that I've never really been, but I love their music more than most other places. Hey, let me know if you want to go to New Jersey. I'm down. Make it happen. All right. All right. Passing it back. We left off with Stan Getz and Joe Gilberto Desafinido, meaning off key. And, uh, you know, I got a couple albums here. I got, let me see. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't really fit in the frame, even though it's an audio podcast. There it goes. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Love. You know, I was flipping through actually wondering if I had a copy of Nebraska when we when you Do told you? me the album that you chose. Well, I got... Here, I'll just take you through. I got Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Love. Bruce Springsteen, The River. I paid $12 for that. Overpaid. Nice. Classic. Uh, Lucky Town. Okay. Uh, Diane Lucky. <laughs> Up All Night to Get Lucky Town. Born to Run. I mean, Classic. can't beat it. Saxophone. And we left off with Stan Getz. Nice. Paid $5 for that. Good deal. 
Born in the USA, you gotta have it in the collection. Gotta $5. have dollars. Best Bruce Springsteen album. And then is this the next one? Nebraska? No, it's Abrax. Abraxis, not Nebraska. <laughs> Abraxis. Santana, <laughs> uh, which happens to be one of my dad's favorite uh, nice. artists, and also maybe Gordy's because Bahia is where I might be misquoting that Jao Gilberto is from Bahia. But at least Caetano yes. is. Bahia means bay. Going up to the Bay Area with Santana. Not Nebraska. Abraxas. Going Launching back into to Black Magic Woman. Bossa Nova. Samba. This is from Abraxas. Sant- Carlos Santana. Samba Pati. Nice. Give you a million points. Gordy's dad said he likes acid rock. This fits that bill. I think Santana, Santana counts. And similar artists to Caetano infusing different cultures and styles to make something definitely, new. Definitely Santana at uh, Woodstock. I think he was on acid for that performance. I think we might have talked about it on the podcast because I watched a little clip interviewing him where it's like Jerry Garcia gave him a tab of acid before the show and then yeah. his the neck of his guitar transformed into snakes while he was playing. Wow. Or like snake-like shapes. <laughs> well, and he said he like... see him. Yeah, he said he face. essentially had no idea what he was doing. He was just... But if he just crushes it though, still, yeah, it's all feel. I mean, he's not even really looking yeah. at his guitar. He's like channeling the spirit gods of music. But this song, I guess, was written after he saw a jazz saxophonist playing on the street outside his apartment. According to Wikipedia, in 2008, Santana told Bojo, whatever that is, that Samba Pati was the first song he felt he could call his own. Oh, wow. Because I didn't realize, like, Oye, Oye Como Va was written Tito. by this guy. Or was Gabor Sabo or something? This Hungarian artist? Hungarian That American was artist. his Black Magic Woman cover. Black I Magic think. Woman, yeah. Yeah, it's Peter Green, who actually was one of the founders of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, and then, because Gabor Sosbo, he does like a mashup of their two songs. Yeah. But Oyo Como Va is Tito Puente, the famous thing he's Puerto Rican or Cuban? Puerto Rican. You'd recognize him. He had tons of hits. I know that name. Wow, amazing pick. And yeah, just tying it into my dad, because I'd say if I did stick to the theme and picked an album that my dad likes, I think it, we did it on the previous iteration of the podcast, but it would probably be Muddy Waters, Father and Sons. Nice. But aside from Muddy Waters, I feel like my dad was always talking about Santana and playing Santana. Went to his concert once in Tinley Park, Illinois. It is going to be interesting to see the difference in like our like relationship with music to our children and how it was for our parents to us. Yeah, music is one of those things that definitely gets passed. You pass it down to your kids whether you want to or not. But I just feel like live music is such a big part of how our parents experience music and talk about music. I don't know if it'll be that way for me. I mean, it's an aspect of it, but not the main part. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll change when I get older, but I feel like there's no real 
artists that I want to see live anymore, but I think I just yeah. went to so many concerts as a kid. And even in college. Yeah, that's what I'm considering as a kid. Yeah, and add, oh, okay. And add to the fact that like people perform with laptops usually. Shout out to my dad. Speaking of concerts, he took me to my first concert, Pearl Jam, at the Assembly Hall in Champaign, Illinois, Five Points. Nice. And they ended with a cover of The Who's Baba O'Reilly. Nice. Weaving webs back to my dad's band, My Generation, and music connecting generations. I just learned that uh, Keith Moon actually plays the fiddle on that. Mm. I'll fiddle around and give you 10 points (laughs) and pass it back. Are you sure you want me? You want me to play my pick, or you want to go? No, on a, I'm going on a run. Go I'm on a riding run. the train because speaking of Santana, speaking of my dad, now that I live in California, moved away from Illinois, I live close to Glendale, and every time he hears Glendale, he brings up the song Glendale by New train. Riders of the New Riders of the Purple Sage. Somebody robbed the Glendale train, which we're not going to listen to, but I think that also fits Gordy's dad's music taste of acid rock and folk unfortunately we're not gonna hear the celtic woman or celtic woman i don't know i'm assuming celtic (laughs) celtic yeah we'll leave that to gordy's dad but we are gonna hear one of my favorite songs in the world which i feel like kind of fits the theme of an artist kind of playing dad rock for lack of better word maybe it is ironic but it's also straightforward which makes it funnier and better and it's also good and that is tim heidecker in glendale nice opening line about nebraska bruce stern may be right when he says that nebraska ain't no flyover state so good well i've never been there but friends of mine say that it's great and the air in the mountains of Colorado is fine. But California's where I'll be spending my time. Have you ever been able to figure out if he's like Up sincere with this? Well, that's kind of what I was getting at is like, Some of the I think he's obviously trying to be seen. funny by being sincere. It's my interpretation of it. Because he actually is like talking about his life, like, oh, I'm living in Glendale, like, with a kid. And there's another song in this album that's like, cleaning up the dog shit, cleaning up the baby shit. Love that line. Just like Bruce Springsteen, great lyrics. I just really love this song, I think, because I like Glendale a lot. Couple of kids, dad's episode. Nice. I don't really have much to say about this. This is a great song. Yeah, we're jamming. Be 
Did you ever see that movie, Nebraska? No, who is that by? It has, like, Tim Heidecker says it stars Bruce Dern, and it's, like, all in black and white. It came out probably 2013, 2014, and was, like, an Academy Award nominee. wonder if they were inspired by Bruce Springsteen. Maybe a little bit. Probably. I just think it's funny how good this song actually is. And it's like, I feel like we've talked about this before, like comedy music can easily be really bad if it's trying too hard to be funny and it's not funny. Yeah. So I feel like this is like catchy enough and the lyrics aren't really jokes, but it's still just funny to hear him singing it like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I love that concept of like being so sincere that it like the juxtaposition to who he is and what he does makes it funny. Yeah, exactly. At least that's my interpretation of it. But, you know, no, I like that comedy subjective. Pass it back. All right. Coming into the home stretch here with my Caetano, Caetano, Beloso pick and we left off with k lazarus goodbye horses easy connection here is silence of the lambs hello clarice nice should have seen that come in Ten thousand points nos papéis desta lembrança que tão pouca me ficou also thought this one sounded pretty like melancholy. You can hear the João Gilberto. Totally. Foguetes claros no Que mistério tem Clarice? Que mistério tem Clarice? Pra guardar-se assim tão firme no coração Clarice era morena So when you were growing up, was your dad a big Bruce Springsteen fan? Because he's in his 70s, so I feel like Bruce Springsteen fans are usually on the younger side. I mean, if you were to ask him, I think Bob Dylan's his favorite artist. I just know you don't like Bob Dylan. But he also Peter, likes Bob Dylan. He also Bob likes Dylan. Bob Dylan cover bands like Bruce yeah, Springsteen. Yeah, so he likes Bob Dylan adjacent music. Um, Bob Dylan I didn't really put that together until I listened to this uh, album. But yeah, I think he likes Bruce Springsteen in his later life, like 30s. Well, Gordy's dad, I hope you're listening and I hope you like this song, Clarice. Gordy's dad sounds like a very... Um, Got good music taste. Cultured. Yeah. Intelligent. Probably plays chess, drinks a nice scotch. <laughs> But I will I say, have I you ever met Gordy's dad? No, never met him. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I don't think you have you met my dad? Maybe you did. Uh, maybe. At a wedding? At your wedding, yeah. I do love the strings that always come with Brazilian music. The what? I love the strings that come with the, like, Brazilian pop music. Uh-oh. This feels more like samba. Yeah. When I was reading, like, samba and some traditional Brazilian stuff, it's like, 
the music is intertwined with the dance kind of sure and i didn't we didn't really even touch on how samba was or just kind of like i was saying brazil i don't know much about their history but it seems similar but different but similar to the u.s in a certain way where like they had the indigenous population and then the colonizers came in and there was slavery so then it ended up this like multicultural place yeah with a lot of tension and then even though this is the evergreen podcast i was talking about this the other day how brazil they recently like invaded the capital to protest the results of the election of the Trump-like guy where it's like <laughs> Brazilian culture and American culture pretty intertwined similar. again. Yeah. Thank you. Um yeah, I was reading that uh, Caetano Veloso said that he thought this album this sounds, sounds like Bruce. amateurish and confused. Mm. Despite it being a classic, he's not a fan of this album. I'm sorry, Caetano, if you're listening. There's also, you pointed out, like, ten different self-titled Caetano Veloso albums. <laughs> so I think this one's from 1967 or something. 67, 68, yeah, something like that. It's not over yet, folks. Clarice. Clarice. I feel like you can kind of weave a web if you had to from this to Nebraska directly. Just With kind what? of the just kind of the soft like Clarice. You can see Bruce Springsteen like strumming the guitar. Clarice <laughs> was a farm or was a worker at the gas station down <laughs> on Highway Twelve. That's pretty good. But speaking of the highway, you passing it back? You running it back? Uh, yeah, close us out. All right. So we were talking about the Glendale train. What happens if someone robs the Glendale train? Uh, you've got to get more. You got to get. You got. <laughs> you got to get the state trooper launching in. Bruce Stern maybe right when he said the Nebraska ain't no flyover state. Friends of mine have been there and said that it's great. Launching in Bruce Springsteen, State Trooper. Nice. I like this one. It had like a punk feel to it. Totally. This reminded me of Titus Andronicus or something. Yeah. New Jersey Turnpike, baby. delay on the boys too so good Woo! yeah great way to close it out also to your question about Nebraska why Nebraska I could see also him you know, being from the East Coast, liking the idea of a Western-ish square state. Nebraska's kind of spread out, you know, it's like wide open spaces. Yeah, I mean, it definitely fits it. Fits the vibe. Nebraska, when I drove from California to Illinois, Nebraska is by far the most depressing state. Not depressing, but it was just completely flat nothingness. Been the wee wee hours. 
Wee and then wee. Omaha, which is <laughs> give you, give you ten points. Wee wee. Omaha is always one of my favorite cities because of another Bob Dylan offshoot, Connor Oberst. Yeah, bright eyes. So I made a pilgrimage to Omaha, and I actually went to Lincoln too, which was kind of just college town nothing. with nothing in it. Yeah. I thought he did a big yell here. Hey, I'm making that up. <laughs> I was a little early. Ten points. Yeah, so I was reading he was just recording this on a four track by himself. So good. I wonder if he ever plays this stuff live. I'm sure he's done like a Nebraska tour or something. I would have gone to that. Can you imagine Obama listening to this? <laughs> no. They <laughs> got a podcast now. Wait, Bruce Springsteen right. Obama? Yeah. It's no CTC, but they have a, a podcast, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Uh, thanks for listening to the Gordy's dad. I mean, Lee's dad. I mean, my dad episode, the dad's episode. Will's, Will's dad. If you have any suggestions for a theme, email us connectedclassics at gmail.com. This is a good one. Good night.